Aloha. Welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds episode 363. Get a little surfing in, did you? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Was there surfing in Hawaii? I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't surf every day that I was there. Um, yeah. But to be clear though, you didn't take any um, uh, haunted tikis back with you, did you? No, no, no Chris, so, I didn't. So you didn't I have did, to go back. I didn't with, have and a, return anything, right? No, I didn't see Vincent Price there no, okay, or good. a family of uh, oddly put together adoptees. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't see any of so, that. So you did all the right things. I did all the right things. Excellent. I had a great, I want to say uh, mahalo to everybody. Did that, you drive a Cadillac into a volcano? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> that was after my second show Saturday. Okay, cool. I did it with a bunch of fans. They yeah, paid for yeah. it. Uh, it's one Road of our, show. It's one of our Patreon levels. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'll drive you into a volcano. In a Cadillac. Yeah, I think it's what, 10 bucks a month? It's not yeah. a bad deal. It's a great deal. Um, yeah, so mahalo to everybody that came out. I did a, a tour uh, to Oahu and the Big Island did shows. I MC or uh, was one of the judges on a stand-up comedy contest on Wednesday in uh, Oahu that was really cool. They got, they've really built up a, a cool comedy scene there on Oahu and, and Honolulu. There's a lot of places. And then you to got to judge it. I got to judge it and say, you're <laughs> all horrible. Yeah, yeah, you guys should quit. Um, no, it was cool. I, 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 it was great. Well done, everybody. Here's what you're all doing wrong. <laughs> Here's what L.A. does with comedy. <laughs> we ruin it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we sanitize it for TV and take out the teeth. Um, no, it was, it, was, it was a cool thing to see. And, and like th- this, there was 100 people at this comedy competition on a Wednesday. It was packed. Yeah. It was really neat. So They all came from the volcano. Yeah, they all yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> they all from beneath it. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of zombies the on the yeah. islands. I yeah. don't know if you know this. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. And then we did shows. Hashtag Cadillacs and volcanoes. <laughs> <laughs> I need a pen. Aaron, yeah. can I have a pen, please? Love um, <laughs> Thank you. Just got tossed a pen. Uh, so, yeah, it was cool. And then we did shows in Hilo and under a tent. That oh, was outside, awesome. and it started raining. I'm not joking. And the left side of the tent filled up with water. Oh, of course it did. And then a yeah. guy comes out from the back with a stick and just pokes it and drains. <laughs> <That's the best. laughs> and everyone, I was like, "What's go-? I was never had that happen in 27 years of being a comedian." <laughs> and the audience is just like, looking. You drained the tent in comedy? Come on, <laughs> yeah, I thought I you were a pro. <laughs> and I had a hashtag drain the tent. <laughs> so uh, that's what we had. The uh, that's what we had going on uh, in in Hilo. And it was funny. Everyone's looking at me like, oh, Mr. Hollywood wants a fixed roof. You know? So yeah. <laughs> oh, L.A. guys, so yeah. fancy. But no, then this they guy's had... judging our show. He yeah. can't even have a tent. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a different show, but the premise. It was great. And and again, on the Big Island, there's a cool little comedy scene starting to build up. This guy, Jose Dynamite, who put together, he's starting this thing called Kick-Ass Comedy Tour. And he is bringing shows and, and you know, Getting audiences, of course, the big the big island is is the island of Hawaii, which is they it is literally physically the biggest one. That's why they call it the Big Island. But it it has two hundred thousand people on the whole island, where Oahu has one point two million people. So, and and Honolulu gets a lot of great shows. Adam Sandler was there and a bunch of other stuff. While I was, you know, like they're always getting giant Bruno Mars and all that kind of stuff. Right. So the Big Island is a, is is like a small town in the sense that. They really like it's doing a bar gig, but it's packed and people mm-hmm. love it. And so, just the island hopper away. I was. Yeah, it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. It was great. And that's um, awesome. So thanks everybody who put that together. I saw James Mane. Oh yeah. So, James. so he's he's Remember doing him. he's doing well. Um, Good. And uh, who else did I see? I saw a photo with you and him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. posted a photo. Which I, yeah, you look like a ventriloquist act. I see <laughs> James, I know you're listening. He is a 6'7 Samoan, <laughs> and in a photo next to him, I literally, I look like a dummy. I yeah. look like I'm three feet tall. Yeah. Like it's, and he could pick me up just like a little right. kid and be like, ah, <laughs> you're adorable. Uh, so it was great to see him. And then uh, a lot of Film Nerd fans came out to all the shows. Oh, cool. Tim and Victoria saw me in Kona. That was great. Mm-hmm. Brian Hobgood took me surfing so uh nice aloha's and mahalos to all of you for that so that was fantastic well let's I'm introduce Kona our... coffee today oh nice. well nice hey shout out to the big <laughs> island and we should uh, introduce our guests and get into these movies a lot to talk about a lot to talk about first time guest yeah uh, never been on the show yeah never been Never been on the show. Uh, we met on the road and then kind of reconnected in L.A., as is the case. I've happened with a lot of comics. And uh, 
a lot of people I've met on the road don't remember. Uh, <laughs> so, so I apologize. No, I, I'm sorry. I, to be fair, I was a different gender when we met on the road. So there is a, a, a reason for you to not see it. It just it just happened to be it came up in that conversation that was like relevant. It wasn't like me going, hey, don't you remember me? Like it wasn't but, that. That's not the reason I don't remember. No, you. my act was terrible back then. <laughs> no, I get it. Like, I wouldn't remember me either. Generic. I, was, I had not been to Hawaii and built up my skills. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Riley Silverman. Hello. Where am I looking for the camera, by the way? That okay. one, the blue one right there. Okay. If you want. okay cool. This guy I, holding it up. He's I, filming. I, I don't know. Him. He just wanders in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what have you been doing? I, uh, That's I a horrible answer to question. I've only done 400 of these, and that just have a soul. Hey. You know, for a second, I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> <laughs> I just got back from the Bay Area doing comedy up there for a few days, and they have a good scene up there. They, so you they have a nice little comedy yeah. scene. Really, I've heard. They've Same really friend. done some. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, did, uh, I, I heard there's some tech up there, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, uh, they're, they really, they're, really, yeah. they're really getting into the internet up yeah. there, and they're really getting into forcing people out of their neighborhoods they lived in their entire lives. They're really good <laughs> they're at really that. They're really good at gentrifying it with giant... Tech uh, money, <laughs> but uh, burritos are great. So, uh, yeah, I, it's my. I just was up there a few months ago for Sketchfest. I got to go back this past week. To actually, I headlined uh, a show in the in the Oakland area called Man Haters, which was pretty cool. It was all women and queers. It was great. Um, and then <laughs> I didn't get both, for that show. I'm both of them things. Uh, so it's <laughs> perfect. So then I did that, and then I did. Um, actually, my friend Augie Smith was recording his album up there the same oh, weekend, yeah. so I got mm-hmm. to do a guest spot on that. And then I did a show in in Oakland at this place called. Uh, this is the, this gaming store called Your Move Games. They have a show called Critical Hit, I think. And it was awesome. It was like so cool. And so it's one of those scenes too, where even though it's a huge city and they have a massive comedy scene that's like famous, whatever, like their audience are still like, hey, come out for drinks afterwards and like buying me cocktails and stuff like that. Oh, it was great. fantastic. I feel like San Francisco is. I always call it a California Manhattan. Yeah. In, in the sense that like New Yorkers go out to live shows. They support the shit out of them. And it's, as we all know, it's difficult here in LA at times to get a crowd. And San Francisco, man, they'll come out for shows. Sketchfest is always great. Like, Yeah, I loved it. So was it a show like in like a... Uh... Like a tabletop gaming store. Yeah, that kind of thing? it's like oh, a place so that has cool. like board games that you can like rent and check out, or you can just like mm-hmm. borrow while you're there. And yeah, they had like a, it's a big store too. Right, you know, there's a few of those in LA too. But yeah, because board gaming is like a there's a huge resurgence in board gaming. It's like yeah. it's yeah. like vinyl albums. Yeah, it's like well, it's like this, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. There's just board games everywhere. <laughs> Everyone's got their own unique board game. Yeah. <laughs> but so. yeah, it was a good week. I drove up there Thursday. I drove back yesterday mm-hmm. or Monday or Sunday. Sorry. Well, uh, I, we got a lot of movies to talk about. I want to talk about Beauty and the Beast again. I know we talked about it last week, but we're also going to talk about Life and uh, Power Rangers. Ooh. And uh, I saw Beauty and the Beast with the family over the weekend, and Beauty it was interesting. And the we, uh, you guys had some questions because, like, I, I remember you saying, "Well, like, well, what do your kids think because of the animated version, and how does it stack up? What do they think?" And here are the answers. Um, everyone liked the animated version better. Really? Yes. Everyone liked the animated version better. And I was watching this movie, and we all had the same reaction. Like, if I were a shareholder in Disney, I would be happy this movie got made. Um, Creatively, there's no purpose for it to exist. Really? It's it's really one of those movies that I really just saw as this is more of a uh, um, uh, almost a shot-for-shot remake with a couple new different things and uh, um, just a live-action version of the animated movie. But what I found interesting is... I didn't think the characters had the chemistry as the animated characters did. I really felt like the chemistry between the characters and the animated version was better. The most surprising thing in the movie was me just every once in a while going, I think that's Kevin Klein. <laughs> I, I think that's Kevin Klein in that movie. <laughs> um, is it mostly makeup or is it CGI? I haven't really seen much. It's a mix. Okay, it's definitely it's a mix. mixed. But but when you have you know things like you know the clock and the candelabra, and I, I love how the whole thing is set in France, and there's only one character with a French accent, everyone else has a British accent. Yeah, and uh, oh, and it's it, like out and, of my act. Yeah, and it's also uh, one of those things where the French accent is so sacre bleu, <laughs> yeah. so caricature. Uh, because it's you know obviously based on the animated version, but I was really watching this going okay. Well, I, there's no surprise. I know what's going to happen. This is CG wolves. Okay, a beast. You know Emma Watson. The same exact songs. Occasionally a new song was thrown in or a couple new lyrics here and there. Yeah, yeah, and, and also now this is uh, uh, through the lens of seeing the animated version many, many times. Because well, when you have children, you've seen it many times. Well, that's the question that Ramon Rivas brought up last week when we were talking right. about it is is do you think that the fact that the 1991 right. so not only 
have you seen it with your kids? You probably saw it earlier when it came out anyway, because yes. you've always been a Disney fan. Yes, so I saw it before. Did, did that, did, were you just, did that influence you so much that you got, it got in the way of you enjoying this? No, and I'll tell you why, because of Jungle Book. Because Jungle Book okay. surprised me so much. I heard where it's I great. Thought, I haven't uh, seen it, but it, I heard it's fantastic. fantastic. And, and it the also, original Jungle Book is a fantastic yes. animated yeah. movie. And, and the difference was it was a different interpretation of the source material. See, that's, you know? what, I, that's what I think. Uh, that's my problem. with. So, the, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say. And that's the, the track that Disney is taking with these films. We're either seeing shot-by-shot remakes. Like another example of like that I would put Beauty and the Beast in was Cinderella. When they did Cinderella, I'm like, all right, well, they're just hitting all these beats. However, when they do something different like Jungle Book, like going back to the source material and having it a little darker, a little more interesting, and they're like, okay, we're going to keep one or two songs in there, but not all of the ones from the original animated yeah. movie. Um, and also, when you look at Sleeping Beauty, they didn't do Sleeping Beauty. They did Maleficent from her fantastic. perspective. So, yeah. Well, not fantastic, so, but it was good. So it was, yeah. It, but <laughs> I, it, I realized I was like, I'm not going to be the person who's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Everything. I liked it. I liked it a but lot. But I saw it on takes. TV. So yeah. And they're but they're different takes of these yeah. classic stories and of the classic versions of the uh, the Disney animated version. So whereas this one was like, all right, we're going to hit every beat. We're going to make sure um, that we're not going to stray from the path at all. And yeah. this is one that was it, it didn't do anything wrong, but it didn't really do anything right. It just existed. That's what it looked like. That's why I haven't been that excited to go see it because I liked mm-hmm. the original one. And it's yeah. what was the one that was like? It's basically why we have a best animated picture feature now at the. Oscars because yes. that one got nominated and it was like we should have a thing for these. It was a big deal. There were, it was backlash on that too. If you remember when Beauty and the Beast got nominated, it's like oh an animated movie nominated for the best picture. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then the new the category started. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I yeah every time I watched the previews, I, I I could just watch the original version of it and like right. I I saw like the Pete's Dragon remake had some merit. I was kind of bored by it for the most part. And I, that's one where I wish they had maybe going a little bit closer to the old story and it maybe right. had some. I like musicals, so I want to see more musical movies happening, which is good. But I also feel like I don't want to just see the ones I've already seen. Like, right. there's a certain point where it just feels like a high budget version of these like TV live right. productions of musicals they've been doing for the last several years. Like, yes. the only one of those has been really good was Grease. Like, everything else has been kind of mediocre at best. I, well, let me ask you this, mm-hmm. Chris, because like, well, as we talked about last week and you brought it up, like, Jungle Book. Did a good job of, yes. of of doing a live action CG version right. uh, from a, a animated film that we said was that great. was its own thing. It was its own thing. So, mm-hmm. do you think it was because the director was Bill Condon, who's done uh, Mr. Holmes, he's done The Fifth Estate? Do you think it was a directorial problem? Do you think it was a no. script structure? I, I think no. The script was exactly the same. In fact, I don't even know why you would give a screenwriting credit to anybody <laughs> on that movie. Uh, but I, I think what it was more of Disney going, "This is our most beloved cash cow." This and Lion King. We are not straying too far from anything on this. I really felt like it was a studio kind of thing where keep it the way it's supposed to be. Just no, repackage it. Rep- yeah. Exactly. Yeah, repackage it. And that, that's really what you got. You got a repackaged film. It's weird to me that they're, they're so afraid to take risks with movies like this because they just did two original movies back to three, back to back, that have all been huge hits. When you've got Frozen, Zootopia, mm-hmm. and Moana, it's like, huge. why are huge. you suddenly yeah. being like afraid to stray from like what you're doing really well with And Jungle right Book now. was a huge yeah. hit, too. So I, I really thought this was, uh, like, um, like I think with Lion King, and I believe uh, even Little Mermaid is probably in development right now, I believe, for li- yeah. a live-action version. I think those... We're going to get real lions? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's... it's We're going to watch a real lion die? Yeah. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. The kids will it, love that. It'll be yeah. Basically, it'll we'll, traumatic we'll look. traumatic thing. Let's do it in 3D. Look, we already have all the art assets in for, from Jungle Book. Just make them do different things. We'll have Lion King. <laughs> I do feel like Jungle Book makes a lot more sense, too, for live action versus Beauty and the Beast because... You can make animals that look really realistic, and it's kind of cool. Yes. Whereas, like Beauty and the Beast, like these all still look like CGI household appliances. That's such right. a great point because yeah. that is the 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 thing that made the new Jungle Book. Oh wow, we've talked about this a lot on this it show. It looks so good. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. taking an original thing and you're now making it better with the technology. It's almost like we've talked about live action science fiction from a long time ago or action movies from yes. a long time ago. You could remake that now and make it cool. Oh my God. And I yeah. think you're right because a kid going through the jungle, making these animals bigger, scarier looking, and yet still move realistically yeah. really added to the, the new Jungle Book. For sure. Where this, you said, is... 
I mean, yeah. the candelabra. And so, I mean, I wasn't I w- wasn't so beholden to the original mm. Beauty and the Beast. So when I saw it last week, I was like, oh, there, there's a tipping cool. point too. Like when you have uh, something so photorealistic, like the candelabras and the uh, like the clock. Uh, for me, anyway, it begins to lose the charm of like an animated character because yeah. when you have a cartoonish animated character, that charm is built into the design. So the more and more realistic you get with that design, you can you run the risk of losing the charm. Now, some people disagree with that, saying no, they were just as as charming. That's but for me, like I like the fact that you know with Lumiere and Cogsworth, the exaggerated features of the animated version just made it more cartoonish and more fun and more charming whereas now we're in this real world so they have to look more realistically like a candelabra and a clock and even though they are alive and interesting so i just found it not as charming yeah Yeah. Do, do you think um do you think the casting was a problem, or you just think it was... No, the- I thought the casting... Like, I, I literally think, like, nothing was done incorrectly or correctly. It just, like, existed. Like, wow. uh, however, I did go in thinking that uh, Luke Evans was miscast. Because when you look at Gaston, you think, like, The Rock. Somebody yeah. giant I don't know how The Rock wasn't huge. playing Gaston. Yeah, it's like, and, this and, like and a just, like, casting. giant muscles all over. But... He did a he did a fine job. Like there was there was nothing wrong. Like you bought the fact that he was a little smaller than the animated Gaston because he still had the swagger and the uh, the attitude and the, the, everyone could sing. Like there was not one where you go, eh, I don't know how they got in there. <laughs> like there wasn't a, uh, um, uh, like what was it like when when every once in a while they do a, a musical and there's like one character or one actor that is like oh why did they they can't really oh, like say the Pierce that. Brosnan Aaron has something Mia. he wants yeah. to say <laughs> or yeah. Russell Crowe Russell Crowe oh, yeah that's yeah. a great example oh, oh, you can take the Gerard most Butler, <laughs> yeah Phantom of the Opera yeah. <laughs> the most intense songs and Les Mis and give them to the guy who only thought to yeah. sing rock and roll yeah yeah, like. yeah Russell Crowe and Les Mis is a great example or how about like, how about Johnny Depp in Sweeney Todd like why do you give an operatic singer yeah. to a guy who has like gravel in his throat like because. Tim Burton directed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and the kids, though, the kids in same exact uh, response. They liked it, but still thought the animated one was better. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, at mm-hmm. least you don't have to buy this DVD now. No, thank God. You just That's one less. Yeah, I think dust I off the other one. Yep. So I uh, can I can buy another version of. Uh, a Kubo. <laughs> oh God, I'm so on board with that. I, yeah. I could get every version of Kubo that, that exists. Uh, I would buy a four if I had the money. I'd get a 4K TV just to watch Kubo. Yeah. on my house. I, I wouldn't blame you. I would <laughs> have Kubo just playing like an aquarium all the time. There should be always. a Criterion Collection version of Kubo yeah. come out. Now I would see a live action version of Kubo. Oh my God, that'd be fantastic. I think yeah. someone isn't it live action kind of already because isn't it filmed armatures and. Well, it's uh, it's stop motion. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. I, I, I would like to see a Kubo and the Two Strings um, in an amusement park. Yeah. <laughs> they were doing uh, before. It was weird because before it came, I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it's fantastic. I really want to see it. But before it came out, Universal was doing a live Kubo like show. What? But they weren't. But like no one knew the movie yet. It was it was like their way of like drumming up people to want to see it. It, it was an exhibit. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, it had was, performances and stuff. And... I, I'll tell you, it was something that came and went. I wanted to go see it, didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to go because it was only at Universal Studios, and it was for the studio. So you have things from Coraline, Kubo, and all these different ones of their different movies. Yeah. And it came and I came over and I'm like, oh no, that's gone. I'm like it was here for like a month. How is you anybody? Know, yeah, see I ran it? into a friend. I was walking through City Walk, and she saw me ramp say hi to me. And I go, oh, yeah. what are you doing? She said, oh, I'm in the Kubo thing. I'm like, what? Are, what are you talking about? It's yeah. all oh, this movie coming out. It's called Kubo, and the movie came out, and the thing wasn't there anymore. I'm like, that's oh, so weird. Yeah. Man. That helps marketing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like when you say that I'm I'm thinking of the Lion King musical which was fantastic and was a cool way like a putting that animated movie in a different medium on stage. I would see that the stuff you could do with Kubo on stage right oh, yeah. would be amazing. Would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um Well, I I'm anxious to see the um you know the new Harry Potter two Oh yeah, I'm really excited about because that too. I mean they're literally uh, it's going to be here in, I think, another year or two because yeah. they have to rebuild one of the theater houses to accommodate all of the special effects and different seatings and stuff that this yeah. this play needs. Um, so, all right. So let's uh, move on. I think it would be cool, speaking of Lion King, what if they actually hired Julie Taymor to be the director of the Lion King movie? That would be amazing. If they actually made like more of like a film adaptation of the stage musical with all the weirdness and the twists and the visuals that, would that be she did. Cause, yeah. I mean, her, Titus Andronicus is a visually gorgeous movie. So mm-hmm. I'd love to see them do her vision of Lion King as a live action film. I think they'd right. be like, so trippy and amazing. 
That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I didn't interrupt you. No, no, no that sounds great. That's a great point. <laughs> we can all nerd out on what, yeah, what we'd yeah, like no. to see. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, all right, well, let's go into, so Riley. Believe me, there's a couple of fans just right now that just went, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get an email or a post about yeah. it. One person's throwing a dart at their Julie Tabor, yeah. <laughs> Julie Tabor dartboard. <laughs> I hated the Tempest. <laughs> Prospero should be a man always. <laughs> um, well, so Riley, now you saw Power Rangers. I did see Power Rangers. What? It was a rainy day in San Francisco, and I... I I love Elizabeth Banks. So <laughs> now was this also like I watched this as a kid? Was it sort nostalgia? Of, sort of. I watched it as a kid. I was like the exact right age. I think I was like twelve or thirteen when it came on. So I was like mm. the exact right age for a show about karate robots. Like it was like perfect. <laughs> um, I think I watched it. I got really into it for about a year or two, and then I kind of it got. It was, it was very repetitive because it was just them, you know, building a bad plot around stock footage. Right. So it got repetitive after a while. I was like, okay, so then these guys show up, they fight them, then they make the creature big, and the robots fight them, and that was the entire plot of the show. It's Voltron. Yeah. And then I saw, um, I did see, I remember the, the first movie when it came out with Ivan the Ooze. I remember that. Um, and then I remember there was a second movie called Turbo that I can't remember if I saw or not, but I think I did. But even if you didn't see it, you saw it. Yeah, I feel like I could, I could probably piece together what happened in Turbo. Yeah. Um, but I know the show went on for like a while longer, apparently, but I never mm-hmm. saw it. So I, I mean, it wasn't the show that I have like a particular nostalgic love for. Mm-hmm. I don't think I probably would have seen it in the theater if I wasn't doing this podcast. Um, but I had the afternoon free, and it was just like I do. I did get a like a heads up that it was actually not terrible and then I also I do love Elizabeth Banks and she looks like she's having so much fun in the trailer that I'm like alright I kind of wouldn't mind just watching Elizabeth Banks be as Banksy as she can be on screen <laughs> um, and for that that level of let alone it was actually worth seeing so because it, it had a hundred million dollar budget right um and it did apparently forty million over the weekend oh. mm-hmm. uh, the director is Dean Israelite now he did Project Almanac which I remember there's some cool aspects of Project Almanac. Is that that found footage? That's uh, the found footage. Uh, high school kids get superpower. Oh, right. Crazy. They go kind of, kind of like uh, uh, what's the other one that that uh, Max Landis wrote? Um, the uh, Chronicle. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a high school chronicle. And, and it's, <laughs> it was, it was high school chronicle. Like a chronicle. It's a high school chronicle. Thing too, yeah. right? Um, was that right? Wasn't it? Was yeah. Oh yeah, time Almanac time? is a time travel. Almanac chronicle is a superhero one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was that, Aaron? Almanac is time travel, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, Chronicles. Superhero 1 is But now, this, okay. the thing about Power Rangers, though, this is a worldwide brand. Even yeah. though it doesn't, maybe it only made that much here, it's I probably going to make it back overseas. Oh, my God. It'll oh, yeah, probably it's destroy in Asia. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to it's gonna make a half a billion right. dollars in now, Asia. Now, yeah. would you say it's like a fun movie? For it's like, very like, fun. Like, like, my kids are really excited to see it. I think your kids will like it. How old are your kids? Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 and 8. Oh, they'll love it. Yeah, yeah it's it's mm-hmm. exactly for them. And it's it's. I was reading today, there apparently was like a romantic subplot that no one appreciated in the audience when they when they screened it so they just cut it out and it's like the movie doesn't miss it at all like it's like right. you know that a, a, a plot is not important if you just cut it out and the entire <laughs> like there's not even like a hole that's missing in the theater in, in the movie and so it's it's really fun it, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously like it has a lot of humor in it and uh, yeah it's just exciting and so let me ask you about the humor is it is there enough like jokes in it for adults is it does that thing that, that a lot like Disney and Pixar are very good at of like Jokes for the kids, jokes for the adults kind of thing? It's or? not quite on that level, but it does do some of that. There's a lot of, like, joke swearing where, like, it's like they're, like, getting ready to, like, like the the kid's about to say uh, the Ibikaya motherfucker thing, and then he stops and goes, mother, mother's good. I'll just say mother. Like, it's, he's, and he's, like, meant to be, he's actually, like, identified in the movie as being on the spectrum, so it's kind of, like, played, like, he's, like, trying to be, like, cool and not working out very well, because mm-hmm. they, they, they do bend over backwards to make the movie extra diverse, like because the whole the original show was too, but in a way that kind of doesn't hold up over time. And so that, like, yeah, the the Billy character who was named after Brian Cranston, who's in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, he's Billy Cranston. He's he's on the spectrum, and then like the Yellow Ranger, it's it's heavily implied that she's queer. Like they don't use the term, but they like they they make it very clear that she's meant to be a queer character, which is great because mm-hmm. I think it's like cool for kids to have that in the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of that kind of stuff, and like, like it's there's like a joke about like different color rangers, different color kids. Like that was the the joke the robot makes when right. the alpha when he sees them. And like, Zach Efron is he going to age at all, or is he going to continue? He's fifty eight. Yeah, isn't he? Is, is that actually was it Zach Efron? Wasn't it? Wasn't it Zac I think Efron? it's a Zach Efron type. 
I think oh, it's, it's a like Zac Efron lookalike. I think it is. I think it's Zac um, White. Yeah, because the trailer he goes does so look fast, so much like him. Because the trailer goes by so fast, where you see their faces, and like, like I think that's implied. Like subconsciously, people are going to think that's Zac Efron. Yeah, his uh, <laughs> his name is uh, I can't find it now. Maybe Black Refron. Yes, <laughs> it's uh. It's Dacre Montgomery. That's his name. Uh, or that's, I probably mispronounced mm-hmm. that. But yeah, so it's he's just an uh, off-brand Zac Efron. Yeah, he okay. does look like a he does look like yes. someone said, "Get me a young Zac Efron." Right. And, and Zac Efron's like, "I'm a young Zac Efron." Yeah. <laughs> like not that. I'm gonna be young until no, I'm younger. sixty. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bill Hader's really funny as Alpha. So mm-hmm. I will cool. say that the movie it's it's as good as a Power Rangers reboot movie has any business being, and it's exactly right. that good. Like, right, because the series isn't some. Doesn't belong in a museum. The series right. was just it was was what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was it was basically a pieced together uh, thing import that they would get the costumes for, shoot American scenes for it, and then it became this global phenomenon. Yeah, right. and it's about that. Yeah, it's 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 better than I think. I I didn't. I thought I was gonna. I was like, I don't. Why are they doing this? Like, why why are we digging this mine up again? Right. But it yeah, for what it was, it was entertaining mm-hmm. and it was fun. So. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to life. Speaking of entertaining and fun, Graham. Wow, this was not that. Uh, (laughs) Life is, I want to bring it up on IMDb here. It um, is, so what were your thoughts, uh, Chris and Riley, if you saw the trailer? uh, What, when you saw the trailer for life, what, what did you, what was your first, like? Well, like we talked about last week. Oh, this is a, a cheap knockoff of Alien. See, the first trailer I saw, I thought it was going to be like a, a Thing knockoff, but set in space. Because it seemed like the very first trailer seemed like the Thing was taking over people. But right. then later trailers seemed like, no, it's just a Thing that flies around and attacks people. So I don't really can't really tell what the alien's doing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, this film uh, is... Was this Passengers with Aliens? It was... <laughs> Did the, no, alien, did the alien wake up somebody for a rape yeah. fantasy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it uh, already. This sounds more interesting. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the, life. I, I will give it this credit. It has some thrilling scenes when they're the monster. It starts out as like you know microscopic and grows and becomes mm. more powerful and as it absorbs the. Uh, Power from the yellow sun. Sure, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it, it it sucks off the dilithium crystals. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes it becomes stronger. So there's some scenes that are like holy shit, and there's some tension there, mm-hmm. and some. Um, but then, like, there was a thing I predicted from the trailer. I was like, wow, I bet you it ends this way. Mm-hmm. I was 100% correct. Wow. Oh, I have to so ask you off mic what that is. When you're spending a, an hour and 50 minutes or whatever, however much waste of time this is going, oh, I know where this, and then it happens, you want to yell and you want to set a flamethrower to the screen. <laughs> like you just, it's like, oh, I was so mad. I was a little mad at having to do this podcast because I don't. I was like, "Why am I seeing this piece of shit?" I mean, should have seen Power Rangers. I, I should have. That's what's so funny is I was planning on seeing Life, and then I just wasn't was just in the mood for a goofy action movie that day. So I'm like, "I'll see Power Rangers." I'm I, glad I did. I mean, it worked out because we covered all the right films. But I was yeah. I was like, "Well, I know Chris will see Power Rangers with his yeah, kids," yeah. and so I'll, you know, I was like, "Yeah." And I was all right. I'll go see Life, and I was like, you know. I could just be watching the moon reflect off the water in Waikiki, yes. and instead I'm watching this. Fucking... Or watch the movie Moon again. I'd, I'd watch anything. <laughs> I, I'd, 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 but so this movie, you know, the the problems are, and I guess it's decently ca- other than Ryan Reynolds. So so Ryan Reynolds was supposed to be the lead, but he scheduling conflicts. He plays the supporting. Thank God because. He's doing the the Ryan Reynolds I don't like. The quippy no matter what. You know, like that's great for Deadpool. Love Deadpool. You're a bunch of scientists getting uh microscopic life trying to see if there's microscopic life on Mars you're not all like Johnny Quippy. He's got to like go are, out. Are they all scientists or maybe he was just like, you know, yeah, he was the fitness coach. Yeah, he was the personal trainer. He was the groundling. He's the possible meat supply if they really oh, get desperate. That's God. what he's up there for. So the movie yeah, He's opens. the web designer. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's, he's a social media guy for the, for the space station. Yeah, he's not a web designer. Social media, maybe. He knows how to hashtag an Instagram, but that's about it. So the movie opens, there's some like thing, and he's got to go spacewalk 
to this very to a better movie. Yeah, to God, <laughs> it's what he did. He jumped off and found it. <laughs> um, because when he, uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. He dies. When oh, he shocker. dies, I was what? like, thank what? God. I don't need to hear this bullshit anymore. Right. Jake Gyllenhaal is arguing and screaming. It's the thing, and I know this might just be my thing. Maybe I idolize astronauts way too much, but I've watched so many astronaut documentaries. There's and, worse things to idolize, but go ahead. Yes, yes. It's, <laughs> like personal trainers it's not bad. or social media. <laughs> yes. <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't ever idolize a social media person. No offense to the one who's in the room right now doing a fine job. Yes, he knows what he does. He's, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got to get to the gym. Yeah. Um, is like I've watched so much and these are the most highly trained people probably on the face of the earth for doing the most dangerous. For space travel. For space travel. The most um, intricate you need the smartest people to do this job. So when I see just like people arguing like it's a fucking high school volleyball team that's lost on a field trip. So I, it's the oh. Scooby gang. Yes, wow. yes, yes. Oh. It's the, the Scooby gang. Scooby right? gang yeah. is out in Mars. It's like it's, a very Doctor Who thing. I watch a lot of Doctor oh. Who and it's always like, and like the kind of idea is like they're so far in the future but being in space is almost just like being on, like on a truck like run or right. whatever. So it's a little bit more casual, but it is so weird. Like always like scientists are just so like, they don't believe in anything and they're like always arguing and they're yes. never like, yeah. And there's no, there's no, they didn't train for any mishaps. Yeah. <laughs> All their training was just, well, everything's going to go fine. I mean, to be fair, I don't think it's easy to train for a weird alien attacking your station. Like, no, but but I'll give you, that's a great point. But here's the thing. I haven't seen it, so I like that I'm arguing with you about a movie you've seen and I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> that looks terrible. No, but they have protocols in place. There's a woman whose job, she is the quarantine officer. Oh, God. So there's one person alone whose in the job is that is, to there's, do. A, there's a person whose job is to oversee that then there's a guy whose job is to be in the quarantine room it's completely sealed off he's touching the thing through these gloves like they have all these safeguards in place because they can't have this getting back to earth yeah. in the event that it could kill the planet because they watched the movie alien yes yeah. <laughs> i don't think the screen i think the screenwriters watched clips of the movie yeah. Alien and maybe <laughs> clips of the movie Well, well maybe thing. they watched Prometheus. So Waters of Mars, Doctor yes. Who special <laughs> from 2000. Yes, maybe, part of that. And so they, there's just all these caricatures. Is it scary at all? There's times when it is. Uh -huh. That's the one saving grace that there's times you're like, oh shit, and, and the monster that, 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 that grows, creeps around and they make the thing really creepy. It's a good creepy monster. Okay. But then the rest of it's just like... But enough about Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> hey! I, I feel like what happened is a few years ago, they realized they found a way to make it way easier to do zero gravity effects for space movies. So now it's like, let's yes. just keep making space yeah. movies. Right, like, after like, gravity. And it was like, okay, yeah. oh, well, we should all make these. Yeah, uh, we'll make, we'll make we'll The Martian. We'll make, yep. <laughs> we'll make Passengers. We'll make yeah. Life. It is like, it's a new resurgence. Like, they don't have to just drop people from the sky anymore. Even they hidden can actually... figures. There's like, there's always an astronaut moving out every year. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Those they... zero grav scenes and hidden figures are pretty great, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I think that's, that's a great point, though, Riley, because the space between us too. Yeah, there have been a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Now we're adding them all up. Yeah, but there there is cool footage of it's this space station that was in Mars that is now circling the Earth, and they show. So it's like, oh wow, it looks cool. The the spacewalk scenes look cool. Yeah. But even then, they take stuff from gravity that happens. Like yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's just sort of like. Does George Clooney just go drifting by at some point in the movie? Perfect just, hair, yeah. just smiles, yeah. give you all Clooney wink. Yeah. Uh, I think we I think we have more like of that kind of space movie now because NASA has so little funding now that we're fantasizing about <laughs> having a good space program ever again. So or maybe good... NASA needs to kickstart another movie and then yes. hopefully <laughs> if the movie turns a profit then they can fund their own program. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not worth seeing at all. The only saving grace is I'm I'm warning all of you listening to this that yes. you don't, don't see this. You're it's welcome. Horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I took a bullet for you guys for sure. I definitely. It's a bummer because when the trailer for It and Passengers both dropped, I'm like, oh, cool. We're right. going to have these really oh, interesting yeah. sci-fi movies. I was and... so on board with Passengers. Yeah, and then when I found out what it was really about, I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, well, that's because the trailer told you it was a completely yeah. different thing. Yeah. And uh, even to the point where there were scenes in the trailer that weren't in the movie that were crucial plot points, like there's a reason why we both woke up. Yeah. Like that was in the trailer. I'm right. like, mm, yeah, it's not in the movie. <laughs> no. Anywhere. 
anywhere. <laughs> well, this is the other thing too. The the trailer for Life that I saw, I w- explain. I mean, it was one of those trailers, and we'll, we'll, we're going to get into it even later in the show. Is that you basically see the entire film? Yeah, in you the see trailer too much, and you're like, that's oh. what I. Yeah, there was one trailer I saw that was just the scene where the guy's reaching in to to talk to the thing, and right. it like reaches out, and it's like the entire scene. Right. And I was like. That's all they should ever should have shown. Just this one scene. That would have been the best trailer. I love trailers that just show like one thing that you go, oh, I got to see what's happening yeah, in this yeah, story. That's, fine. that's there, perfect. There's nothing wrong with having a trailer that is showing a, a scene from the movie to make you want to see it. Unless yeah. it's in the third act. Like Unbreakable, <laughs> where it's just that scene of him, that trailer that was just him sitting at that, and like the guy's like, oh, this train wreck, everyone died. And like, why are you looking at me? Because there's not a scratch on you. That was the entire trailer. That was it. That was right. it. And, and you were like, yeah. Oh, I gotta, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, I want to see, see this. this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're showing too much in trailers. Now, getting to trailers now, uh, let's talk about Justice League. Uh, this just dropped uh, very recently, and, and I'll tell you, it's the same thing we've been saying. It's literally like DC is still trying to play catch-up to Marvel, but it's still got this weird Zack Snyder heaviness to it where um, it feels like every single piece of levity or humor is so forced in because it's not what Zack Snyder does yeah. at all. And like we got to make it lighter, but it's it already looks horribly dark and bleak and yeah. we're not going to stay true to any of these characters. But no, put a joke in. I feel like put every joke, joke in the movie is in the trailer. That's how right. I feel. That's yeah. what I feel like is happening. Yeah. yeah. And I think like I, if I would have seen this trailer when I was 15, I would have been like this is going to be yeah. oh, I would have been so yeah. pumped up. Yeah. I love DC characters. I love Justice League, but I'm sorry the and DC also, tra- train wrecks and Zack Snyder. I, I just y- Yeah, you got to get him away from the franchise. If I'd seen his trailer before, I'd seen the trailers for Man of Steel and Batman Man, I might be excited. Yes. I know yes. these, and, and, and uh, Suicide Squad. I know they know how to cut a good trailer. I don't know right. they know how to cut a good movie. And also, Superman uh, conspicuously absent from the trailer yeah. as well. And you know he's in the movie because they give you We've that little that tease. Of, uh, of him with the yeah, yeah, and also you see, oh, there's Lois Lane is yeah. in the trailer, so you know she. And the, women can't be independent yes. characters. <laughs> <laughs> they need men to help them out. Not in that so, universe. At least they can't uh, be. I'm, 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 yeah. Ho- hopefully, yeah. With the Wonder I'm being Woman serious movie. in real life. No, yeah. no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> Woman shouldn't be allowed but, to drive. We're all yeah, on the same that, page, right? Yeah. Uh, I gotta yeah, get back cover to up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Co- cover up. Yeah, yeah. They all should be in burkas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, we're watching this I trailer, and, and I'll tell you, there, there's also an interesting uh, rift between like the TV and the feature worlds. Like, whereas Marvel has separated them, where you have their TV characters and your movie characters, they're related. They reference each other, but now yeah. you have. Well, one references, one references one, the other one pretends the other does not exist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but now you have like another Barry Allen, another Flash, where you have, um, and you also have another Superman and a Supergirl in the TV version, whereas in the movie version we're now we're just kind of recasting everyone, and this is these are these are how we're going to do them in the uh, in the movies. Yeah, we've talked about this before. I don't know why DC can make such good TV shows. And they can't put these feature films. Together. And their animated films are excellent, yeah. yeah. Too, you know, a couple of them are hit or miss, but for the most part, they're they're nailing the animated ones. And it just seems like for live action, they're just not getting. It. Now, I'm hoping it can get more more on track, but we'll see. I mean, I will say this: as far as the trailer goes, it definitely seems like, and this is a very low bar that looks like the best one yet of the uh, ones that we've seen, which. Kind of is good. Okay. I'll say about it, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's trailer looks like, oh, this could actually be pulled out. Like, this might be decent. Yeah, I'm hoping. Even, I'm like, hoping that one's good. But that it, one has that, like, very Captain America, First Avenger vibe. It's, it, oh, it's kind of a, a period piece, but it also has superheroes. And it's, it like, does. And a war movie. And, right. but, but it's also, I mean, you, you prove that point where it was, it still feels like it's catch-up from, like, this yeah. is the Captain America version of it with a... Uh, uh, with Wonder Woman, so and, and these, yeah, I want these to be these cool heroes yeah. are so diverse and so interesting Aquaman. and so different. Yeah, there's Wonder so Woman. many stories, and they're interesting takes on yes, the characters. Like yes. I like the uh-huh. attempt to, right? Like I, you know, I, you know, Cyborg got uh, promoted. He was a Teen Titan. Now he's full uh, Justice League member. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he's a villain in most versions of the story. Yeah. So <laughs> like, is he meant to be Hank Henshaw or somebody else? Because like Hank Henshaw is a bad guy, but. Isn't that Cyborg Superman? That's fair. I, that's yes. uh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Cyborg from uh, Team Titans. Okay, because he mm-hmm. looks like Cyborg Superman in this picture. I guess he looks. He no, looks, he looks like, like Iron Man in this. He, yeah, he does. He looks. <laughs> but he looks like the Cyborg Superman that's 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 in the Supergirl TV show. Yeah, it's like the because yes. there's like two <laughs> Hank Henshaw's. There's, there's yeah, Martian yeah. Manhunter, John Jones right. as Hank Henshaw, and there's real yes. Hank Henshaw. 
Yeah, this is the and actual. That's the better version. Somehow, right? the, what I, I just said what I just said out loud, and yet that's the better version of these stories. Our, yeah, our half of our audiences has just exploded. Yeah, they're like, uh, um, but but yeah, this is like the cyborg from Teen Titans. Okay, there. Okay, uh, the, and, all right. So now let's go to another type yes. of superhero. This is a Marvel. Yes, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, because of, I, I here's the thing. I, I would, I'll go. It's my. I, I have the opposite. Mm-hmm. If this wasn't, if Marvel didn't have their history, I would watch this trailer and go, man, they're going to screw up Spider-Man again. But because Marvel has done such a great job, they've gotten the rights to Spider-Man away from Sony or whatever. They made some deal. They made a deal. They made yeah. a deal. Mm-hmm. And this is... Sony wasn't giving them a <laughs> no, yeah. no, no one's, no one's going to give up that We'll make as yeah. many bad movies as we have to. Yeah, we're never getting were. rid of these characters. But as Sadly, long as, that was the philosophy. Yeah, <laughs> like, if Sony just gets... A check and they have no creative say, then that's fine by me. I mean, yeah. basically, what's happening is Marvel is making the movie for Sony. Is that's how the deal kind of uh, yeah. went? But you know, and Iron Man just we okay, we get it. Iron Man's in the movie. I mean, he kind of steals some of the scenes too in the yeah. uh, in the movie. Now that's what he that's what the trailer. Robert Downey Jr. is gonna do in any yeah. movie. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, it's uh, you would had mentioned it before. Is like we don't need to see this much in the trailer. That's, that's the, the biggest problem. problem with it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it told us all way too much. I'm excited for this film. When they put the kid in the last, uh, in the Civil War movie, oh, mm-hmm. I was like, that was awesome. It's the best yeah. Spider-Man on screen of any of the movies. Like that, yes. that scene, I'm, I'm, this trailer could have just been that scene from that movie and been like, oh, this thing, but a movie. And I'd be like, right. I'm, get, take my yeah. money. I'm yeah. going to go. Yeah. Spider-Man's my, like, I grew up loving Spider-Man. Like Me he's too. my hero. I, re- I geeked out about Spider-Gwen to these guys before we started recording. <laughs> um, and that's like my new one. But I, Spider-Man, that, that whole like, Mythology, like that's my favorite superhero like subset, and so I want to see it done really well. And I, I was burned out. I was like, I'm done with movie Spider-Man after right. after the last two. But then that scene in in Civil War, which I was not excited about at all, and then when it happened in that movie, I'm like, oh my god, I'm seeing a great Spider-Man on screen, yes. and now I like mm-hmm. can't wait for this movie. But this trailer is, I've seen half the movie now. Yeah, I, w- I would, I would I know, warn it's people. Too much. If you I feel like don't the, watch the trailer. I yeah. think you're gonna, it's it spoils too much of it. I was like, oh man, I wish I didn't know that. Yeah. I think now we've just saw enough story to get us into like you know the middle of the second act of this film yeah. already. There's I, already a big reveal in this trailer right. that I'm really mad that I know yes. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and that really bums me out. That they I, don't need to do so that. So thanks for making me watch it, guys. I know. Yeah. You're the worst. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler, spoiler <laughs> alert for the trailer, yeah. which is ridiculous. Um, but I was the same way growing up with Spider-Man. It was the first, uh, and this was back when uh, you would like watch your mail to get like once a month a new Spider-Man yes. comic yeah. coming in. I, I subscribe like, oh, to Spider-Man so comics. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, sus- I subscribe to Spider-Man, The Hulk, um, and Power Man, Iron Fist. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, it, it's Iron so Fist. we all have kind of that nostalgia I haven't seen for Spider Man. It's awful. I know this is a film oh. show, but it's it's that bums me out. Luke Cage yeah. is so, so great. I wish I all wish that they had just good. done Power Man Iron Fist as a series and not yeah. done I, a separate. I don't know what happened with Iron Fist. It, 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 it it's true. I'm I'm only a couple episodes in, but it's totally off the rails it, in, a, <laughs> in a weird way. We're like, okay, well, this is like Pixar making Cars two. It feels like every you know, episode it's... somebody wrote an episode that did not watch any of the previous episodes. And just like, <laughs> st- like you know those books where someone didn't read the page before the one yeah, before theirs. Yeah. That's what it, it feels like. Every three episodes, the show resets. It right. never knows who its villains are. The worst part about it is that the martial arts are few and far between and terrible when they come around yeah, for that, a show that should be the best fight scenes in any Marvel TV that series. That is the most surprising part. I'm like, yeah. wait, this is the whole point of this is martial arts and. Uh, uh, what is it, Finn Jones? <laughs> yeah, he's playing. Awesome. I'm almost glad they didn't cast an Asian guy to play Danny Rand, so I went out to pretend that I like it more than I do because it is actually a terrible, terrible show. <laughs> like, and I almost glad that they didn't get anybody burned with and it. And he's like, not, he, and he's not fluid with his. You know, martial arts. There's a reason oh, why art is in the title yeah. for martial yeah. arts. It really is an art form, and you can either look fluid or you can't. Even with a bunch of training, there, there's it, it's mm-hmm. like any any other art. Uh, and what, well, and that's he just, the thing. He can't James, pull it off. Yeah. James Liu uh, was involved in the fight choreography for for Luke Cage. For Luke Cage. Yeah. Yeah. We talked. We met him. You know, we yeah. met him. We, we, he was telling uh, when we did Comic Con, and we were like, you know, we're he, doing it again this year. By the we're way, we're doing it again this mm-hmm. year. We'll be back at Comic Con. But so when I just heard when we you know talked to James last year at Comic Con, he's like, oh yeah, I did the fight choreography for Power for uh, Luke Cage. I yeah. was like, I mean, I, I already was like, oh, yeah. it's gonna yes, be fantastic. It's gonna be cool. And so who did they get to fight choreo? Like, 
I, I don't know, know what happened, but it's... And I it's, heard, like, they didn't even, like, get much time to rehearse it. Like, they kind of, like... I think, I think the series was very, very rushed. I it, think they realized they needed to get Defenders out. And yeah, they, I think they it, probably should have just... Yeah, my, yeah. I think they should have just gone right into Defenders and had Danny Rand show up in Defenders. And, like, it's clear that, that the Hand's going to be the villain of the Defenders. So, like, why not just have Danny Rand show up? Like, oh, I'm tasked with destroying the Hand. And this you know, is the, you well, know why didn't he show up in Power and in, in Luke Cage? I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the way I mean, Luke Cage showed up in Jessica Jones. Like, it worked out great. Yes. You know your show is in trouble when the producers give the standard responses well we don't make the the show for critics we make it for fans yeah and we you know oh well that means it's horrible yeah that means that's that's exactly what that yeah, means. yeah so, so so now there's this thing called social media yeah and yes. there's fans <laughs> uh furious about it yeah um and then there's a yeah. handful of fans just like with dc where they're super on board with it and they're oh, like they, yeah, and they yeah. act like everybody who doesn't like it has an agenda against it like i've heard some right. people go like oh critics just really want to take marvel, marvel down a peg or two i'm like no i want marvel to always be amazing and yeah. I've, I've been excited for all these like shows. I said, it's Pixar. It's like even you know every even when you have an amazing track record, there's gonna be a, a something. Gonna there's gonna be. Gonna be so. I made myself watch the entire series, and I it's I'm gonna not watch, worth it. But, but it's, do it. Yeah, that's I'm gonna good watch to it know, too. And, I, and I, I've heard now. I'm I'm getting. To I'm it gonna late. go through it. Yeah, I'm getting to it late, and I've heard all of this from all these yeah. different people saying. Mm. I'm only on episode like four, but oh. I'm getting there. Uh, all right. So, okay, let's go to uh, DVDs. <laughs> now I'm not looking forward to now it, but I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, it, it gets. Um, I think if you go in with it like, okay, how much more off the rails can this get? Right. And like that becomes the, the fun of watching it. I think you'll be able to get through it. So okay. it'll be like That's a, what it was for me. So it'll be like a drinking game. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's also <laughs> when, when, when a character's motivations get flipped, drink, and then you'll be dead of alcohol poisoning by the time <laughs> the show is over. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, DVD Blu-ray, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, this movie, I actually enjoyed the another movie that we went with the family. Everyone enjoyed it. A couple tonal issues, some weird parts where it was just really goofy and kid-like, and then a couple of very dark moments yeah. to it. Um, so, But it was an interesting spin. Uh, production design was amazing, as we had talked about, where you have period plus magic plus, you know, movie stars. So... It was um it, it it's a decent movie if but again it's a Harry Potter movie if you're on board with Harry Potter you'll like it if you're yep. not on board you're not this movie will not change your mind either way yeah I could live in that world for forever right. so I'm happy to see like even a mediocre movie set in that world I, yes. I think this is better than mediocre but I would see I've seen several because they were out right. in a series called Harry Potter but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and why him this was the Brian Cranston uh, paycheck movie. And uh, I don't James Franco. James Franco. Franco. Yeah, (laughs) that felt like one of those movies. Like I'm amazed it wasn't shot like in Paris or Tahiti. Like you know when celebrities just pick a a vacation movie like Ocean's Twelve. This yeah. movie's supposed to take place in Omaha. Maybe we should shoot it in the south of France. Maybe we should yeah. shoot it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that... What if we remade Meet the Parents, but we put yeah. James Franco in it instead of yeah. Ben Stiller? What are the tax credits in Cabo? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so Patriot's Day is, um, um, that was the Mark Wahlberg. Boston bomb. Mark, Boston Mark, bomb. Mark Wahlberg saved yeah, Boston. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's the worst Boston accent anyone's ever yeah. done. I, I don't know where, what, what, what neighborhood in Boston is yeah. that one from? Yeah, I don't know. Now, Silence. You actually saw this one. Right? I did see Silence, mm-hmm. and as I said, uh, there were uh, Andrew McCarthy. I don't want to. I just can't get that on board. Garfield. Garfield. Whatever. Yeah, no, not yes. the guy from the eighties. No, it's yeah, the yeah. same guy. It's the same guy. They, they rebooted him. They like, yeah. rebooted him. Yeah. <laughs> like Zac Efron in Power Rangers. Yeah. The same, it really is the same guy. Just give us a yeah. young... As long as he's not playing Spider-Man again, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> Just give us a young uh, brat pack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Andrew Garfield, you know, I want to recognize his abilities as an actor. He tries hard. Could you recognize his abilities as a beard and a coif? <laughs> <laughs> <In that movie. laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's great at both those things. He's in uh, a season three episode of Doctor Who where he's playing like an American in New York in like the 30s, and he has like one of the most atrocious period accents like you've ever. Like it's just like this really weird like I don't know what's happening down. It's like this weird like oh, half great. yokel, half New York guy. It's it's the most. No, it's I want to see it. Oh, and the English actors pronounce the hard R's to yes. be yeah. an American. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, 20th yeah. Century Women was the next one, and then oh, did you have more to say? I was going to say Silence. Yeah. You know, I, it's there's some interesting stuff to it, but it it 
it falls short on some, in some ways. I wish it was mm-hmm. all about Liam Neeson, quite honestly, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just Liam Neeson in a feudal Japan taken yeah. uh, is what I would rather see. <laughs> but um, it's Ooh, all right. the pet wolf. Yeah. It, what course. if he was lone wolf and cub? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The fucking Liam Neeson was lone wolf and cub. I'm in. Um, so, 20th Century Women, I didn't see this. No, we mm-hmm. didn't see that one either. Uh, and Monster Calls. Now, Neil saw this one. He loved it. He thought it was really good. This is not speaking it. of Liam Neeson. Yeah, did you like it? I mm-hmm. loved it. I thought mm-hmm. it was real. I, I sobbed like crazy. It's actually a pretty it's big very character. sad movie. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's a movie about a kid's mom dying. You're not going to, oh. if you don't cry, you have no heart. But like, right. it's, uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, it, but it, it also, like, it like holds you down and is like, you will cry. Oh. But like, um, Sigourney Weaver is fantastic in it. She plays mm-hmm. like a British grandmother, but she's delightful. Um, she's not delightful. She's, she's like scary and like, cold and kind of heartless and it's right. like she's she's like the mother who's watching her daughter die but also has to like take care of her daughter's problematic like uh, like behavioral problematic kid mm-hmm. um and but yeah the the scenes where the the tree comes in it's all fantasy and stuff is, is really well done liam neeson is very like entertaining watching him chew scenery through a cgi character but i loved it so it's yeah. treakin yeah <laughs> I'm telling you, that's Liam Neeson's power. Yeah, yeah. He's barely in silence, and he's amazing. He's yeah. a tree. He's a CG tree yeah. in a monster calls, and he's amazing. He, 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 whenever he says the kid's name, because the kid's name's Connor O'Malley, and just hearing Liam Neeson. Connor, like, Connor O'Malley. <laughs> I'll be back in three days to hear your story, Connor O'Malley. And it's, yeah, it's the visuals alone are, I think, what makes it amazing. And it's, what's interesting is each time he comes back to tell a different story, um, the animation style of the stories is different. It's like it breaks into these different cool animations and like thing. It's I I think it's a visually beautiful film. It definitely it and I yeah I, I was watching it because I, I love Felicity Jones too, but mm-hmm. she's not in it very much because she's the dying mother. But like right. yeah, it's oh well, we're gonna put it on the uh, the list on the queue. All right, for sure. I'll see it. Um, okay, and uh, CJ reviewed uh, uh, Train Spotting. Uh, on the site, there's definitely some new reviews if you want to check out the site and also the message boards. The other thing, too, if you guys are having any trouble with the message boards, like sometimes we get some weird glitches, uh, email us at info at comedyfilmnerds.com and we'll send it to the, our um, our web designer, Brian, and make sure you're uh, reset or whatever we need to do because we've been getting a couple glitchy, uh, spammy things happening lately. And uh, um, definitely let us know so we can help you out. Um, yeah, we've gotten some cool uh, messages and stuff like that on the Facebook page, and uh, thank you guys for all those. I was trying to find one here, but I, but I ran into a little problem. Um, a tech issue. Yes. Uh, so thanks for those, and the uh, suggestions. We're going to put up, I think we're going to put a poll on the Patreon page of like, pick your favorite what movies you're looking forward to this summer we're going to start oh, okay great polls on there because so. we're we're getting very close to our uh, we may as well mention that now yeah. their patreon um first goal which will be two spoiler episodes a month uh we'll put the poll up and you guys whatever you guys pick then we'll do the spoilers on those so uh we're almost halfway there we're at like four something uh the first goal is a thousand we want to thank you guys all for um, being patrons and if you haven't yet please consider it especially at the one or two dollar level like if we get enough of you guys doing there we can like we're talking about expand the company and if you could do 10 or 20 that would help us out significantly uh dig us out of our earbuds hole as it were and then grow the company that's pretty much what we're looking to do with uh with the patreon it's pretty cool that you guys would would support it at this level and and we're gonna try to uh we're going to keep posting on all of our other social media as we have been, but we want to focus a little more of uh, to give the Patreon backers more more content more content on the on the page. So you'll just we're going to put polls and cool stuff that'll be exclusive to the Patreon page, and you'll get the uh, the free bonus episode too. Mm-hmm. That'll be once a month. Uh, that'll, that'll just be in the Patreon feed for Patreon. And just so so Patreon works when. Once a month, so any of you that have already backed it, once your cards are charged in the beginning of April, that's when all the rewards will start going out. Right. Because we just got to make sure if if a card doesn't go through or somebody changes their amount mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but so in April is. And when... I can guarantee you, you'll get your rewards quicker than Kickstarter. <laughs> front ear buds. I can guarantee that. That you can take to the bank. <laughs> You'll get them every month. I walked not. by the actual Patreon office in San Francisco, yeah. and I went in, and they gave me all your prizes. Oh, so, yeah. so that's, <laughs> perfect. Just go on up to San Francisco, yeah, to get the bonus episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah Patreon's uh, very cool. 
cool. I've been using it for my political vigilante page, which is mm-hmm. which has been awesome. And we're talking to them. They might even be a sponsor for Podfest. Yes, they have a really cool platform and model. And, and, and I'll tell you, one of the things for LA Podfest too, they're always involved with us with panels and workshops, and especially if you are a podcaster to come down to hear them speak directly about using Patreon to grow your podcast is um, is invaluable, really, because they're, you're getting the inside scoop on how to use it and what to do and the insider scoop on support, too. Yeah, it's, it's um, if you're doing, I mean, I would, I mean, this isn't a paint endorsement at all. I mean, they're, they're, it's, if you're an artist or doing something or videos, it's designed to help you, to help you. It's really, it's it's cool. I mean, especially if it's something ongoing. Like Kickstarter is great for like you know a one one and done or one big thing or like. Whereas Patreon is an ongoing thing, and that's what's uh, they're they're really uh, good about that. Where it's you know okay, well this is every month, but then you're getting this every month, and this is an ongoing um, uh, piece of art, whether it's a podcast or a comic, whatever. That's awesome. So all right, so let's do to uh, premiering this week, the Boss Baby. Ah. Um, Come on. So does Alec, what does Alec Baldwin, like what sort of debt was he in that he agreed to do this? Movie? Something, something big. So, I think right? he went, yeah. I, because he did the Capital <clears throat> One spots and then right. this, I was like, did is he go through a divorce? Is Kim I, Basinger uh, just soak yeah. him? His or, agent has photos. Did he yeah. punch one was too just many like, paparazzi? Was just like, hey, this will take yeah. you a day and you have to do no, because I got, maybe he like went in one studio one day, recorded all his lines and never did it he again. He did right? this from his house. Yeah. yeah. Like, he Skyped this shit yeah. in. Like, I mean, I, I, it really feels, it really feels called in. The idea of even throwing in the cookies are for closers line in the trailer, I was like so mad. I'm like, really, this is the time you finally call back that, that line is the, I saw the trailer first when I saw Fantastic Beasts and I leaned over to my friend and go, this is the first time in life that I'm actually glad that I can't have my own children. Like, this is actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I will say, my kids not excited at all. Because yeah, it looks like movie. crap. They're, I don't yeah. know who it's for. Yeah, it looks, I don't know. It looks like the fake movie that like Adam Sandler was in in Funny People. Like the like the, the right. like the kind of when you walk by. Yeah, it's like it's like Boss Baby, po- Young yeah. Pope, like all the movies. You like why is or this a real thing? When he's why when he's why yes. the, for the yes. remote control. Or like in yeah. uh, what's that movie with John Ritter, the Stay Tuned, where he's like going through all oh, the yeah, yeah. like, that's what it looks it looks like the movie that like Roger Rabbit is watching Baby Herman in. And, right. <laughs> or like that. Yeah. Do you ever see that Onion video? Uh, it was on the Onion News Channel where. Uh, uh, a bunch of Catherine Heigl videos got released all at the same time and they treated it like it was a hazmat thing. Yes, I remember yeah. they're showing yeah. all these posters of there was one similar to like legal beagles and she's like back to back with yes. a dog with like a judge hat on or something. And it was right. like, it feels like Boss Baby was one of yes. those. Yeah. Where the, she's like, they CG'd oh. her face on a. Well, <laughs> or something. All I can say is uh, I'm happy some animators got some work. Yeah. So. Sure. Um, speaking of animators, and I'm glad Kim Basinger's uh, divorce attorney did so yes. well. <laughs> she's, she's clearly helping. <laughs> Whatever therapy bills for that daughter that he yells at over the voicemail. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah I hope it's. I hope this is paying hope for her private college or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Um, the more I see about this movie, the more baffled I am that it exists. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, you have an amazing anime that's classic. Again, it's. I, I was thinking like some executive went, look what they're doing with Beauty and the Beast. We need to do this with Ghost in the Shell. And yeah. They're whitewashing it like, yeah. like is Hollywood? They haven't learned anything from the Oscar so white thing. They're just still, yeah, casting a white girl in this. And, and the budget Asian looks Martin huge. Is... It looks like a giant, giant budget film too. What I don't understand is if Scarlett Johansson is such a mega star, yes. that they have to cast her as the Japanese character in this movie, and they and they have her in Lucy and fighting in Hong Kong, whatever. Why is there no Black Widow movie? Like, if she's I such know, a big right, star, they have to use her. Right. Why are they not taking the iconic character people yes. desperately want to see right. in a movie and giving her that? Why isn't she? Well, just... then there'd be some backlash. Why isn't she Russian? So. <laughs> but you know what, though, here's the like that's exactly like give her. The, if I were, I don't know, I don't. I'm trying to figure this out. Did did the studio say, look, you got to do Lucy and Ghost in the Shell, and then we'll give you Black Widow? If that's yeah. what they're doing, okay, fine. But I think now I will say yeah. for Ghost in the Shell, go see the classic anime. It's fantastic. There's also I don't know if you uh, watch any anime. There was a bunch of spinoffs too. There was um, um, a couple of like it was almost like Doctor Who's where it was 
a couple like one-offs of like these characters and oh, okay. this year. That, like but, Aeon Flux. Like yeah, things. they and they made <laughs> they are so tech heavy that they make very little sense. Like even I'm like I'm sure some of this is lost in the translation, but I like that our Japanese fans. That's Ghost in the Shell is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, the Ghost in the Shell. Uh, there dumb, was the that was a dumb joke. Sorry, there was the movie. <laughs> but there was there's the movie. But then there were these little offshoots, um, like these little kind of little TV series. Uh, but there were only like a couple episodes each. And I'd like to hear uh, the Japanese fans. Did they make sense to you? Because I watched them and they made very little sense to me. But the thing is, they're beautiful. They're they're uh, animated so gorgeously that I don't know what's going on, but I'm enjoying it. It's like watching Akira. Okay, you know right. so. I just remember being like, I, I was never a big anime fan, but I remember before DVDs blew up and you had like whole seasons of TV shows on DVD. I remember mm-hmm. like going into like movie stores and there'd be like these shows like this that just had like a whole shelf of VHS tapes that was like, I just can't imagine like investing that much time in these tapes. But yeah. like then I know people who just like have like piles and piles right? of them. And, yeah. <laughs> so and the next is The Zookeeper's Wife. Uh, this really feels like uh, the intention was to be Oscar bait, and the result was mm, February, March. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this, I, this probably had some horrific, um, you know, test marketing screenings, focus group screenings in August. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they went okay. Yeah, <laughs> send it mm-hmm. into March. Yes. Um, so. Bury that with the boss baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because if you look, uh, there's really, I mean, when you look, it's coming out this weekend, there's something for no one. There's yeah. something for yeah. absolutely no one. Like, get a Monster Calls on DVD is what right. he's telling it's you. It's right a now. good week for Beauty and the Beast to do well again. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be seeing Power Rangers. Yeah. That's what we're going to be seeing this weekend. All yeah. right. Go help Saban get some money. Yes. No, he's yeah. tired. Yeah. He's tired on cash. I feel like I may have talked up Power Rangers too much now, but like, yeah, it's it's good. It's just like I went in with no expectations, so I think just right. go in, just like, yeah, it's gonna be a dumb action movie. You know what I'm gonna do? Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I I still haven't seen Kong Skull Island, and oh, I want to see that. I want to see that. It's still playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah check it, it out. It shows to see Get Out instead of that, so I think I made the right choice. Oh but yeah, Get Out is good. Aaron is shaking his head. You saw Kong Skull Island. I saw Kong after that episode. Yeah, Aaron didn't like it. Disappointed. Why were you disappointed? Just never let up. Just it almost put me to sleep. How, how many monsters they threw at you? Oh, it's, really? Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. Uh, we have all the CGI. Was, Let's just do it. I, yeah. I don't know. I, Chris and I, I liked split. it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Sure. The family liked it. We're we were we were on board. But uh, I think for so, your, yeah. your sensibilities, though, especially with the apocalypse now, uh, <laughs> I think you're gonna like it. I do. Yeah. Well, I'm not afraid of a lot of monsters. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do love that animals uh, trailer where it's just like them playing. We gotta get out of this place, and like it's like spread out throughout the oh, whole yeah. trailer. I'm like, I just want to watch this trailer over and over yeah, again. Like, I kept waiting for the. Gr- there's a better life for me and you part that's at the end like I kept waiting for that in the trailer I'm like get just get to the end of the song because I'm hearing <laughs> yeah, it in my head and I just want to play it yeah there's almost even some shots right from Apocalypse oh yeah it's so it's so great um, <laughs> alright so alright well that is the that, show that is our program uh, Riley where can people find you on the internet upcoming shows alright if you are in the LA area I am doing a show it'll be a week from Friday at the uh, at the Perky Nerd Comic Book Store in Burbank and it's also a game store you have to talk about game stores what's that the are, date uh, April 7th okay and it's at 7.30 and it's uh, it's called Harlequin it's a comedy show and uh, it's really it's a fun little show and we have uh a good lineup on it, and uh, Khalees Hawkins and Janine uh, Brito and uh, Candace Thompson, I think, and Keith Carey. So it should be a good show. And then um, you can find me on Twitter at Rye Silverman or on Facebook as Riley Silverman. And I actually just got promoted to be uh, – I am – I've been writing for a podcast. I think you're going to be on it in April. I write for a podcast called International Waters on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I have been a writer for it, and I actually just yesterday got promoted to head writer. So oh, it congratulations. is – Congratulations. My first your episode you're going to be on is the first one that I'm, like, head writing. Yeah, so. Laura Swisher. She, yeah. She's a producer there or something, and yeah. she asked me to be on I've known Laura for years. You guys do that in Burbank? Or? Uh, no, we do that in uh, – it's downtown. Oh, it's Max in Fun. Uh, Max Fun. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about doing that. Uh, I also am doing this uh, Wednesday, March 29th. I'm on a show at the uh, world-famous Hollywood Improv, 8 o'clock in the main stage. There's a bunch of hilarious comics on that show. And then I am doing the – I'll be a guest on the Mixed Feelings podcast, which tapes live at Nerd Melt Showroom Tuesday, April 4th. And uh, – Thank you, Guy. And I'm going to be at the Comedy Store Wednesday, April 26th as part of the um, 
Nick Youssef show that we, we had Nick on. Uh, he does mm-hmm. that show where you have to do new material. So right. that'll be cool. My first time at the Comedy Store in 15 years. Yeah. So that'll mm-hmm. be, <laughs> I'm excited to see if it's still haunted and there's knife fights. There is. Uh, <laughs> there should be a welcome back Graham sign. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's going to be excited about it. So. Uh, and then. That's why Conrad will show up, take a picture in that hallway. So that'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, of course, guys. Um, Follow us at Comedy Film Nerds. That's another way to get we'll, every week. We put the guest's Twitter handle in our post of the episode. So if you want to start uh, following Riley, you can follow us at, at Comedy Film Nerds. I'm at Graham Elwood. You're at Chris J. Mancini. Yes. Uh, go to our Patreon page, as we said, for as little as a dollar a month, you can help the show. And when we hit the $1,000 level, we'll start doing more spoiler yep. apps. And if you can afford more, that's great. Uh, mm-hmm. We can, but like a dollar or two, it, it helps. It really does. Don't think that it doesn't uh, right. because, oh, it's only a dollar or two. No, it does help. So we've been videotaping all these shows that we've been doing at ATC. And when we get more money, we're going to start hiring an editor to cut them up. And, and actually the- releasing them. So you're going to see... Mm-hmm. Uh, like each movie will set it like from this episode will there'll just be the Beauty and the Beast clip on right. YouTube and the mm-hmm. and me talking about how horrible life is clip mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and Riley overselling Power Rangers yeah. like yeah. that'll so, all the be best not. movie of 2017. <laughs> if you like The Handmaiden, you'll love Power Rangers because there's karate in it and a gay lady in it. <laughs> Power Rangers is exactly like The Handmaiden. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it is The Handmaiden of, yeah. of kids karate. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, So, yeah, that's our – and check out Political Vigilante on YouTube. Yep, and uh, we're winding down the uh, the Kickstarter that I'm involved in called Alton Wright and Friends that Bill Dwyer is starring in as a uh, talk show that – he does out of his garage as a crazy right-wing alternate right uh, host, and it's it's only a five thousand dollar goal, but it could use a little love if you got another five or ten bucks to throw at it. It's Alton Wright and Friends at Kickstarter. I'm one of the writer producers. It's uh, created by some uh, graying sitcom writers from like the Jeffersons and. Um, uh, bosom buddies so it's really cool to be working with these guys and hearing the stories that they tell from the set and uh what are some says, bosom buddy stories oh my I'd gosh love to hear it's, that. It's, uh, it, what, it's what the writer says yeah it's the one time i was making more than tom hanks you know <laughs> <laughs> so it's alton Wright and friends on kickstarter it's only got about 17 days left so check it out it's only a five thousand dollar goal but if we could get there with you oh, know wow. five and ten bucks here and there we it would be really great L.A. Podfest, October 6th through the 8th. Uh, already confirmed a bunch of cool shows. Hotel rooms are going fast, as we said. There's a giant doctor convention that weekend in downtown L.A., so we cannot add more to the room block. No, we so, can't build another hotel. We we've, well, if you guys get kicked into the Patreon, maybe we can. If everybody does <laughs> 10 be grand a, goal. a month. Yeah. <laughs> we'll build another hotel in The Comedy Film Nerds Hotel, the yeah. bed and breakfast. <laughs> Uh, where you wake up every morning and you talk about movies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's October 6th through the 8th. So the, the discounted hotel rooms, they're 188 a night, which is our lowest price ever. Ever, I think mm-hmm. since maybe we had 179 like our right. first year in Santa Monica, but this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But there's plenty of uh, weekend passes and we've started this whole podcast pros thing. Yes. Which is we're really going to, instead of just like in the past, we've always had panels, but we right. want to make it like almost its own it's going to be a three-day um program and there's going to be multiple things going on it's going to be a great mix of panels workshops and live podcasts so it's Mm -hmm. going to be uh tom Merritt is going to be doing Mm -hmm. a live podcast down there um innovation crush is going to be doing a live podcast and this is all just part of the uh panel and uh, podcast pros program yeah what we wanted to do because last year we had a lot of like tech professionals who came to the festival and were like I want more panels. I want more business right. and more tech stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and so we're like, we we're, we're expanding okay, that. Okay, we'll do it. So your yeah. weekend pass mm-hmm. gets you into podcast pros and all of the comedy shows and everything oh, cool. that we normally. So have. it's fantastic. It's not. It's going to be a separate admission. You can watch a show. You can watch a panel. All for one. Uh, one pass. That is our program, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Aaron and Brandon and everyone here at ATC. Yep, thank thanks, you to guys. our guest, Riley Silverman. Thanks for having me. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Cadillac Volcano. <laughs> <laughs>